0: You're listening to the Military Homeschool Podcast. The Military Homeschool Podcast aims to equip and encourage parents by covering topics relevant to military homeschooling families. Tune in each week for tips and advice from someone who's been there as a military wife and homeschooling mom. You'll also hear inspiring stories and informative guest interviews with experienced military homeschoolers and experts in the educational field. The Military Homeschool Podcast is a broadcast of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'd like to thank the sponsor of today's episode, Upper Iowa University. Upper Iowa University is committed to providing quality, affordable education to service members and their families. Service members, spouses, and dependents qualify for tuition savings with their military family grant on undergraduate and graduate degrees. UIU programs are available online, on campus, and at one of their learning centers across the country. Work one-on-one with an advisor to reach your educational goals. Learn more at uiu.edu slash militaryhomeschool. Welcome back to the Military Homeschool Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Niehoff. Today, we're talking about how to prepare your homeschool student for college with Kelly Robinson. Kelly is a military spouse and proud mom to three great kids. Kelly earned her Bachelor of Science in Exercise Science and Master of Science in Education from the University of Wisconsin-Oshkosh. She has worked in higher education for more than two decades in athletics, admissions, Career and academic advising, and as an adjunct instructor. She is currently the Military Education Services Coordinator at Upper Iowa University, where she enjoys the opportunity to work with service members and their families to reach academic goals at UIU in both an admissions and advising capacity. In her spare time, she enjoys gardening, painting, coaching her kids' athletic teams, and sipping coffee on her front. Porch. Welcome to the show, Kelly.
1: Thanks, Crystal. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I'm so glad you're here to talk about this subject. I know a lot of homeschool families worry about college after homeschooling, including myself. So I am excited to hear your expertise and learn from you. First off, though, would you please introduce yourself and share with us about your family and your connection to the military?
1: Sure. So I, as you said, I have three kids, they are still young, they're all elementary age. So we are very busy carting them everywhere to sports and friends' houses and play dates. Um, But it's, it's a great time. My husband is, we've been married for 13 years. He has been in the Army Reserve for 32 years. We are currently in North Carolina. Um, This is his first time in our marriage on active duty orders. So we are at Fort Bragg um, and living right on Fort Bragg in the middle of all of it. So although I've been a military spouse for 13 years, it's a whole different perspective now um, living among other military spouses, different from the Army Reserve experience. But I've worked in higher education my whole professional life. I was a basketball coach for 13 years, I got to teach in that capacity, also did some career advising. Um, and I had the opportunity about 10 years ago to teach a freshman success class, which was really interesting, helping students um, ask the right questions as they were navigating college, knowing there's always a ton of resources at universities. There's tutoring and library services and interest clubs and spiritual groups, Um, but if you don't ask the right question, you aren't always pointed in the right direction, and that just opened my eyes to, again, you don't know what you don't know. You know, working in higher education my whole professional life, I've become acquainted with so many different processes and experiences at different universities, but if you've never sent someone to college or or those first generation students, and can I understand how it can really be a, we don't even know where to start type of thing. And I just love being able to help and take that journey with students and answer questions and even help rephrase questions. So you get the information that you need. So it's just really a passion being able to do that with military families. It just marries who I am as a spouse. And then what I love to do as a professional.
0: You know, you're so right. I look back on my college career and I think I didn't realize at the time the services that I could have been utilizing. And I thought there's actually so many different uh clubs and different things I could be involved in. And and I do I loved college. <laughs> I was not big on school when I was in like uh, middle school and high school, but I loved college because there were so many different Mm -hmm. things. And I loved the academic advising and I was blessed uh, to be able to call him my friend as well. He was a friend of the family, but um, there, there's just so much. And then now having sent um, one to college and I've got two coming up college age, I just find I'm always learning more. And, and so ask those questions, like you said, because, and no question. One thing my academic advisor told me, no question is too dumb. You know, every question has value. So I've learned over the years to ask questions and it's just amazing that. I love academic advisors because they are just such a wealth of information and resources. And I also want to thank you for your service and your husband's service in the military.
1: Oh, it's it's really a blessing to be a part of that community of the military community. And like I said, being a reserve spouse, I really felt isolated from it for a long time because he always traveled, um, usually across the country, in his un- to wear his uniform. And we would just do life and now being in and among it and watching him lead. um, It's really, it's really a blessing to have this time and be a part of it. But thank you.
0: Would you tell us about Upper Iowa University? You said that you're, you're at Fort Bragg, which is in North Carolina. And um, so I'm interested in your role at Upper Iowa University. And would you tell us more about the university itself?
1: Yes, gladly. So Upper Iowa is a a private nonprofit university with a a small, beautiful campus in Iowa. Um, But then we also have more than 20 learning centers across the country, and those actually started in the 80s. So when you think about education in the 80s, it was really a pioneering um, idea to have to extend a learning center outside of your university. But a lot of those stemmed from military needs or having a location at a military site where we could serve military families. So of those 20 learning centers, some of the seven of them are at military locations. So Fort Riley, Fort Leavenworth in Kansas, we're at Fort Sill, Fort Hood, Fort Polk, and then um, a sub base New London in Connecticut and a naval air station in Meridian, Mississippi. And then I'm here at Fort Bragg. Um, so, the university really has a rich history of serving military, um, adjusting to military back to Civil War and Vietnam War when classes were adjusted and people left and the university transformed and currently, um, the university president, Dr. Duffy, is retired military. Um, the people that I work with, most of them at these learning centers I spoke of, are either retired military or military spouses. Um, So there's just this history of adapting and being flexible to work with the population and what the needs are. And I get to work primarily with military and veteran families here at Fort Bragg um, in an admissions and an academic advising capacity. So just helping, again, military families to ask the questions or answer their questions about finding that right fit, because we know that lifestyle is unique, right? You're not... Probably not going to be able to spend four years in one place doing school in a traditional way. So, how can I still accomplish my academic goals, or how can my child accomplish their academic goals, knowing we will have transitions coming up? And then I get to transition with those students to an advising role where I just get to walk through them with the journey and talk about changing their major and which class are you going to take now? And do we need to take a session off for a PCS? And then how do we start again? Um, So it's just really a, a fun capacity to work with military families.
0: I love that, that you and the rest of the staff having a military background understand what we go through because you've been there.
1: Right. I love the group of people that I work with and everyone brings a little different perspective being retired military or currently a National Guard service member. But the conversations are always the same, right? How do we make this work? Because we know adding another thing to your plate as a service member or a spouse or or a student that's going to be transitioning with their family, but they still want to, to make this work. They still want to get their education. So how can we make this work?
0: And I have a quick question regarding Mm -hmm. your role there. Now you're out of Fort Bragg. If someone wanted to work with you as their advisor, would they still be able to, if say they're at Fort Sill or they're moving to, you know, another military base?
1: Right. What we traditionally do, if someone knows someone, they can reach out to me and then I could absolutely be their academic advisor, their admissions counselor, or, or even, I hate to throw that label on it right away. I work with a lot of spouses that just have questions. You know, I thought about going back to school. I just don't know where to start. You know, and I'll I like to be able to mentor people on that process. Even if you don't choose Upper Iowa, right? You still need answers to your questions and you're not always aware of your resources. But if someone wanted to reach out with questions, I'm happy to help. If they choose Upper Iowa, if we're the fit, then I would absolutely be able to keep that relationship and be their academic advisor. If someone just applies from Fort Sill or hears a recommendation from someone else, you're typically teamed with whoever's in your location because there's value to that face-to-face ability. But either way, we know what technology does. You're able to connect in so many ways with emails and Zoom and texting and um, appointments if you're in the same location. So we just do our best to serve students where they're at.
0: That's awesome. Well, what services does Upper Iowa University offer military service members, spouses, and their college-age children?
1: Right. So one of the things I already touched on is having that military history, the flexibility. Um, We have eight week sessions. So a little different from your traditional semesters. Uh, Semesters typically 14 or 16 weeks, kind of all fall. And our classes operate on an eight week session. So we'll have two sessions in the fall. Um, And that eight weeks allows you to take just one or two classes and focus on fewer classes while still progressing at the same rate. In a traditional semester session, you might take four classes. And we know when you're balancing life, um, four classes is a lot, right? I have to do math and I have to do history and I have to do write a paper and I have to do this. But two classes seems more manageable. I just have to worry, focus on those two classes for eight weeks. And then you enroll in another two classes for the next eight weeks. So that flexibility seems to work well with military families, Classes are available at the campus, at the learning centers that I, that I suggested, and online, 100% online, where you just log in to the online platform and interact with your class. That way, with discussion questions, posting videos, maybe doing group projects online. Um, and then we also offer self-paced classes, which really is a unique program. Self-paced classes uh, work well for service members who have training schedules or deployments. You have up to six months to complete a class and you set the pace. It's one-on-one with an instructor. So maybe for three, we- three weeks, you can really be consistent. And then you know you're going to be in the field for two weeks and you're just not going to have availability. So you just take those two weeks off. And then when you're back, you get back to it. And as long as you complete your course in six months, you successfully complete the course. So there's just that flexibility that service members and military families can really appreciate.
0: I just love that. There's so many different options and it's it's feels different from... Well, i it was many moons ago since <laughs> I've been in college. So it's changed a lot. Uh, we didn't have online and all that, but so many different options that I really appreciate as a military family, whether you're a spouse or active duty or um, a military kid that's, that's graduating and, and preparing to enter college, it's very flexible. You know, like you said, it can work around a PCS or deployment or TDY, you know, at our own pace, you know, just kind of whatever our needs are.
1: Right. And then we recognize that students still need support even with that. So there's online tutoring and online library services and online counseling services and all those traditional support mechanisms that students need. And then you know, we're. I'm proud that Upper Iowa offers a family, mili- or military family grant, and that's to spouses and dependents of currently serving um, families. So it doesn't matter if you're active, reserve, or National Guard. If you're soldiers in uniform, you get this military family grant, which is a 50% tuition grant for online undergraduate tuition. Um, And it also applies to graduate tuition. It's a little different rate. And then veteran families also get a tuition grant. So we just really feel like we have a great opportunity for service members, and we just want to support them in all ways possible.
0: There's a misconception, I think, sometimes among people that about homeschoolers in college. And I wanted to ask you, can homeschoolers attend college, first of all? And do you feel that they typically adjust well in the college setting?
1: Absolutely. Of course, homeschoolers can attend college. Um, You know, college is a a great opportunity in my mind. I, I really see the value in it for most situations, most people. Um, my lens of college is just such a growing opportunity for people. Um, so absolutely, homeschoolers, people who have been out of college, out of high school for 20 years, never stepped foot, you know, dropped out, got married, whatever. Um, it is definitely an opportunity for for homeschoolers and, and anyone to attend. And I just really believe college is about finding the right fit. So mm-hmm. the right size for you, um, the right Interests available, you know, there's always clubs. We talked about different activities. So if you're a homeschooler, your student is a musical person, you know, there are schools that have really robust musical programs um, where they could just fall in love with new opportunities and just really flourish. Um, Of course, the distance from home is a factor, what your student is comfortable with. Um, but I think that's one of the great things about homeschooling. Is I've read on your um, on your site, you know, it, it's not a traditional school, right? You make it fit your student, you make it fit your lifestyle, and there are wow. so many colleges out there that it might take a little bit of searching, but there is a fit for your family, for your student, and you just have to keep asking those questions. And, and you know, I think the more you visit, um, the more you look around, students start to feel comfortable or feel very uncomfortable. Um, But just, you know, having that exposure. Students can sit in on a class. High school students can sit in on a college class, you know, not just talk to admissions counselors, but talk to current students. Often schools will have student admissions representatives or ambassadors. And I would ask some of those real life questions, you know, to those students. What things met your expectations here and what didn't? Um, it's kind of the same process I use when I'm interviewing for a job. I want to know that mm-hmm. what's the worst part of your day? Because, you know, if I know that up front, I can prepare for that. So I think when you're taking your student to look for colleges, you ask those questions. What was hard for you to adjust to here? Um, what surprised you when you started school here? And just getting some of that information can help your student gauge, oh, well, I kind of expected that. Or. Mm, that seems like a too much for me or, you know, that's not something I really want. And then you're able to move forward from there.
0: Oh, that's great. And, you know, in addition to researching colleges, like you were mentioning and asking questions, you know, lots of questions, Mm. how else can military parents prepare their homeschooled students for college?
1: I love this question. I just think, um, you know, as we prepare students, at that age, right, eighteen to twenty-two, traditionally, I just love that age—the the growth that happens in those years when you're kind of in adult training. I just feel like college is such a great place for that. Um, you know, some it's transferable skills that you want to teach your student as as we prepare them for college and for adulthood. And I think preparing them for college is that that note taking, maybe in a lecture hall. Which might be tough in a homeschool situation traditionally, but you know they're in, if they're in church or if they're in you can attend a seminar or there's I know there's so many broadening experiences that people are so great about participating in when you're homeschooling, um, and those sessions those transferable skills really help your student prepare for experiences they won't traditionally have in a homeschool setting, you know presentations and whether you do that as part of your curriculum, or maybe they're part of, you know, a local vacation Bible school or any sort of group where they have to present or share their ideas or share a topic. And then also managing performance pressures. Um, I think sometimes you've been, if you've been homeschooled or in a single setting for a long time, for 12 years, then all of a sudden you have a new um, teacher, instructor, advisor, all of a sudden you feel this kind of well, you know, I know my parents would give me grace or I know those expectations, but now every class I'm having to evaluate what my instructor's expectations are. And I see some homeschool students that come in with just a lot of anxiety about letting people down, or I was a 4.0 student. And this goes across the board, but, you know, college is a training ground. It's a place to fail small, right? If you get a D on a class, Are on an exam, it's okay, right? You you bounce back. It's never gonna put you into ruin. Um, And I just love that. I think fail small, figure out how to adjust from that, and move forward. And I think managing that expectation can really help students recognize that they're gonna be okay. This is a growing process.
0: I love what you said about fail small. You know, um, I think that we. Sometimes put pressure, and I am guilty myself, mm. p- putting pressure on our kids. Okay, we gotta, you know, almost our whole uh, homeschool career is about getting ready for college because that seems to feel like they've arrived. You know, they are mm. going to college. That's the, you know the the big goal, and so we almost um, set our kids up for that anxiety and worry that they're going to fail and. I, I think that's important to, t- for us to teach our children, but also to remember ourselves, you know, as mm-hmm. spouses and parents and, and, and everything we do in life is it's okay to fail small, you know, it, those failures, you know, any Uh, entrepreneur will tell you they often fail many times before they actually get the big thing or the athletes. I think Michael Jordan was one of those that talked about the, um, shots he missed to get to where he was at in his career. And then in the military, we often talk about resiliency and that is, that is really the basis of resiliency when you fail you know when you fall down you get back up and you move forward and that doesn't define you as a person when you fail how you react to it is what defines you and if you choose to get back up learn from the experience and move forward and so i really love that that college isn't the end all it's another stepping stone into life into a career and so it's okay to still fail small
1: Absolutely, I to me that's my favorite part. You know, when I worked with athletes and as an advisor, um, you know, changing a major is so common now. Changing schools is pretty common now, and I think in the past people thought, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm failing if I decide to change my major or if I switch schools if I didn't choose the right one the first time. That's such a small. That's not a failure even. That's such a small mistake or change. Um, and and like you said, you've grown from it. Now you know what to expect. You've learned a little bit. And that to me, that's a lot of what you get from college. It's that training ground to launch as an adult and to be wiser and maybe a little bit more mature decision making um, and informed. So it's just a fun, it's such a great experience.
0: I love that. Do you have, as we begin to close out our chat for today, do you have any advice either from an advisor perspective or from a parent perspective for parents who are um, preparing their kids for college or even spouses who are looking at going back to college?
1: Right. You know, I think what you said earlier, Crystal, about the questions, no question is a silly question or, um, you know, I, As you're researching for yourself or for your child, I think it's important for you to get information and of course, for your child to get information. So I hope you would let your child ask some of those questions too. What's important to them? And it may seem kind of silly. You know, do you have two people to a room or four people to a room? Um, You know, different things like that, but things that they, that are important to them, that they feel comfortable with. And also you answering those questions or asking those questions for yourself, what, um, whatever you think. And, you know, what may not pertain to one college will pertain to the other. So I think sometimes we ask a question and we're like, oh, I didn't really get a very good answer with that admissions counselor. And then we maybe won't ask it at the next school. But I would just say keep asking, ask all the questions. Um, the more information you can gather sometimes you pull something out that maybe would have been missed if you didn't ask a question.
0: I love that. And one last question before you go, if someone is interested in connecting with you, what's the best way to reach you?
1: Right, I love that. Um, So I can be reached, like you said, I am at Fort Bragg and just the easiest email to remember would be ftbragg at uiu.edu. So Fort Bragg, at uiu.edu. That's my, um, for this location, I answer that email. So I would love to answer any questions, share resources, um, point anyone in a direction or help wherever I can.
0: Awesome. And Kelly, such great information today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with us.
1: Thanks, Crystal.
0: And listeners, thank you so much for listening in. Be sure to check out today's show notes where I'll link to all the resources Kelly mentioned and and include her email. If you haven't done so already, please like and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast listening app, then share it with a friend. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Military Homeschool Podcast. Thanks for listening in today. Be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. If you liked this podcast, please take a moment to give it a five-star rating and leave a comment. Links to the resources mentioned during the show today can be found in our show notes at militaryhomeschoolpodcast.com. Connect on Facebook at Military Homeschool Podcast or via email at militaryhomeschoolpodcast at gmail.com.